You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right now, there is no stopping the Cleveland Indians. Welcome to the Streak Podcast. In 2017, the Cleveland Indians went on an unprecedented, record-setting 22-game winning streak. You may never see anything quite like this again. For the next three weeks, you can hear each game as it happened, night after night, on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. History continues to march on. On the Streak Podcast, we'll get the stories from the players, coaches, manager Terry Francona, and others from the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhaus. Now, let's relive one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode six of The Streak. I'm Jim Rosenhaus, and along with the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton, we are bringing you some of the backstories of the Indians' 22-game win streak at the tail end of that 2017 season, all coinciding with the radio broadcasts, the rebroadcasts of those games now running on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network as well as Indians.com. Now, in a little bit, we'll hear from one of the many players who added depth to the Indians roster during the streak, number six, outfielder Brandon Geyer. And as Hammy mentions, depth was a huge key for the Indians at that point in the season, and a big reason the streak went as well as it did. Most part of that three-week stretch, they were without Lonnie Chisenhall, Michael Brantley, Jason Kipnis, Josh Tomlin, Danny Salazar uh, were hurt for a good chunk of that stretch. Andrew Miller was banged up in 2017. He pitched in one game in those 22 games. So when you think of all the critical components that didn't even take part in that three-week stretch, it makes it even more astounding. And, And guys that you know, aren't even with the club anymore. Uh, Giovanni Urshela, Eric Gonzalez, Yonder Diaz, um, they all had big games basically coming off the Indians bench. So it truly was a full team effort. Yeah, there were guys like Jose Ramirez and, and Frankie Lindor and Carlos Santana and, and Edwin Encarnacion had incredible three-week stretches there to, that really helped carry the offense. But, you know, the Indians got from their two catchers, Gomes and Perez, seven homers, 23 RBIs combined during that stretch. Well, it, it truly was a group effort. And with that said, the frontline stars came to the forefront in win number five of the streak, which was rebroadcast last night. And a quick look back at that, the Indians were opening an 11-game road swing With the first of three at Yankee Stadium in New York, they had Corey Kluber on the mound, and he was vintage Kluber on this night, pitching eight innings and allowing just two runs. Meanwhile, Jose Ramirez was locked in at the plate. The payoff. Swung on this has hit a ton to deep right center, and it is gone. Jose Ramirez with a solo homer to right center, his 19th. And he took that 3-2 pitch and hammered it out of here to right center. So the Indians have drawn first blood in this three-game series. One-nothing tribe on a two-out, no doubt about it, blast to right center by Jose Ramirez, who now has 19 homers and 61 RBIs. The pitch. 
Swung and blasted. Deep right field. Way up and out of here into the second deck. Jose Ramirez, two. New York, two. Boy, did he put a charge into that baby. A second deck homer to right by Jose Ramirez to tie this game at two. And he now has 20 bombs on the year. And with the game tied at two in the seventh, Carlos Santana gave Kluber the key run that he would need. Santana with a drive, deep to right. There she goes into the second deck. A laser off the bat of Santana. And the Indians have a 3-2 lead in the seventh. They have three hits tonight. They have three solo homers. A second decker to right on a bullet off the bat of Santana. And from there, the Indians went on to a 6-2 win against a Yankees team that was starting to find itself and would eventually reach the postseason. One of the key hitters early in the streak was outfielder Brandon Geyer. He went 5-4-11 in the first four games of the streak, and when he joined us recently, he mentioned just how crazy and fun those three weeks were. Yeah, it certainly was. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me, Rosie. But, um, yeah, after I uh, realized I was going to be talking about it today, I, I sat back and really tried to go over the main things that went off uh, went on in my head, and I was like, man, you know, the more you think about it, it really is, it just, it's kind of, it's unbelievable that we are able to do, do that. And especially do that in the game of baseball at the big league level when, you know, any given night, any team can win. Um, it really is just uh, crazy to think about. And it was nice to relive that again, because honestly, I haven't thought about it in, in a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's, it's always cool to talk about it and sit back and think about it. You hear so often in baseball, one one of the keys to to being a successful player and a good team is to to put the losses behind you real quickly when you leave the ballpark. You guys didn't have to do that for three weeks. (laughs) What was that like during those three weeks, just going home happy every night? Oh, (laughs) yeah, it was definitely something that uh, doesn't happen often. Um, Yeah, it's it's crazy. especially in the game in baseball you win three in a row you're like wow that feels great so to to not experience a loss for that amount of time was crazy and, and I really just think that uh you know all the guys on the team and when we talk we wouldn't really talk about it too much and I think that was one of the main reasons we were able to have a streak like that um and because we didn't put pressure on ourselves. um I think you know as the more media started to get there like past game 15 or or so, you know, maybe we talked about it a little more, but still was like, oh, it's just another day kind of thing. Um, but it certainly is nice to every time going in the clubhouse after uh, a game, the music's on and you're having a good time. So to have it for that many games in a row is just nuts. And you mentioned try not to talk about it too much, but on the flip side, was there an increase in confidence, that, that, that feeling that, uh, you know, you're an unbeatable team there for a while and you really had a lot of confidence going into every game. Yeah. I mean, for sure. The confidence was at an all time high and it it really just seemed like everyone in the lineup was just raking nightly. Every pitcher was dealing nightly. Um, And you combine those two, you're going to have a great chance to win. And I mean, you combine those two with the talent that we had on that team 
um, you know, good things are going to happen. But with that being said, even with that in the game, baseball, it just takes the other team to get one big hit or, or anything. Um, so to, to do that and the confidence was definitely there. Um, and I mean, any player is going to be confident when they're consistently every night um, doing something uh, to help the team win uh, stolen base, big hit, good defensive play. And literally everyone, every man on the roster was doing that during that streak. So um, that definitely made things a lot easier. And for a good portion of, of the streak, the roster was bigger because September call-ups and, and part of the streak was in the month of September. Uh, you're in a situation uh, throughout your career with the Indians where you played primarily against left-handed pitching. So when you look at that, you mentioned everyone contributing. So many players contributed because of the roster expansion. And did that make it even mm-hmm. even more enjoyable to be a part of that? For sure. For sure. Just to see all the guys uh, get caught up. I'm sure when they're caught up and I don't really remember how many games ahead we were. Um, I think when the streak started, it was kind of close with the twins. And then when it ended, I think it was way, way uh, out of of, the rear about the clinch right when it ended. I'm pretty sure. Um, But yeah, I'm sure when they got called up, you know, they were like, oh, we're going to be in a possible playoff race. But I think we were already up a good amount right then. And then they got to be a part of um, being one of the longest streaks ever. Um, it's probably not something they were thinking when they came up. But those guys who did come up produced for us. And, I mean, a big reason why we were able to have the 22-game winning streak. Not only was it 22 wins in a row, but dominant. Very few close games. Um Mm-hmm. Are there any, before we get to the, the final game, the, the 22nd game, and, and we'll get to that in a minute, but were there any that, that stood out to you that, that you remember where maybe you thought, uh-oh, um, you know, that maybe there's a loss, but but the team act, you know was able to pull it out and play well in the end? There really isn't, because I was thinking about that, and like you said, like I feel like most of the wins were dominant. I don't know how many times our pitchers shut out the other team, but I feel like for the most part, at the most, they might have had one or two runs, you know, during the streak on a given night. Um, I, I don't know that's that, but it just seemed like it was, like you said, so dominant. Um, so no, no game really stands out um, that, you know, besides game 22, which we're talking about um, walking off in extra innings. And I think that was the only walk-off win. Um, so that goes to show you know, we weren't really um, having close games. Um, but it's just simple as our pitchers were dominating and throughout the lineup, every hitter was doing their job. And if they didn't, the guy behind them definitely was. Um, and so you combine those things and, and that's how you get what we got. Seven shutouts by the pitching staff of the of the 22 wow. wins. Seven shutouts. That's and, crazy. Yeah, and the run differential was 105 over those 22 games. So uh, just, yeah. I knew, I knew it was dominant. I didn't know it was that dominant. <laughs> so very much a dominant stretch. All right. So we get to, to game number 22 and it, it was a, a packed house on a Friday night at progressive field. And I know at the time you were, you were nursing an injury and trying to battle through that. And um, it had been a challenge, but what do you recall from that night and where were you at, at their dramatic ending? Um. I'm pretty sure you have to remind me. We we came back in that late in the game, correct? Yeah, Lindor with a ninth inning RBI double off the wall that that tied That's it. Right. He was down to his final yes. strike. 
Yes, yes. Yeah, so, um, man, where was I then? I was just on the bench somewhere, and I just we just had a feeling when Jay was coming up right in that moment that he was going to get the job done. He, he had done so good coming over with us. And, um, yeah, to have our, the last game of the streak, the last win beyond a walk-off, I mean – and you can't I mean obviously you want to keep it going but that's pretty cool that the last win we got was on a walk-off and it's close to a game we were about to lose um but yeah just him getting that then us mobbing him uh, such a cool moment and definitely something I'll never forget having been through it and and knowing some of the challenges just of of winning on a consistent basis in this game can you see a team approaching that again, or, or is it just something that, that a team gets on a roll every every hundred years or so, and and something like that happens? I mean, I can't, but I'm sure so many teams. Uh, if you would ask them before we did it, if they would have seen us doing it, they'd say no way. Um, in this game, like you said, so much has to go your way, and you can be hot. You know, combine the hotness of a hitter and the cut and the end of a pitcher on any given night you could still lose um but we were able to do that you know that, that's one thing about baseball a lot of games you know the hitters will rake but the pitchers will you know give up a lot of runs and will lose or or vice versa but literally every game i feel like that combination of hitting and pitching and base running literally everything we had that for that many games in a row and you just don't see that um it was just really cool even towards the end of it it just really felt like with the media and everything like a playoff atmosphere every game um and to have that in september um it's just it's so cool yeah it was a it was a special time to be sure and brandon you were a part of it certainly and uh, we appreciate you coming by and, and sharing some of your memories yeah thank you for having me and for those wondering What's happening with Brandon Geyer these days? Well, he spent 2018 with the Indians before signing with the White Sox last year as a free agent. But unfortunately, elbow injuries ended his season early, and he didn't see any major league time. And then this spring, he was in minor league camp with the Giants, but released in late March. And like many players right now, he's hoping to find a team if and when play resumes. But he'll be remembered by the Indians as a key player, not only in the streak, but also the 2016 World Series run. So that's our look back at win number five of the 22. And if you're listening to this podcast when it drops on Saturday morning, May the 9th, don't forget, tune in tonight. We'll be back on the radio on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network and Indians.com for game six of the streak as the Indians play the first game of a doubleheader in New York. That'll do it for this episode of The Streak. Thanks, as always, going out to Brian Motze and Bob Coates at iHeartMedia for their production help, Bart Swain and Court Berry Tripp from Indians PR, and thanks, of course, to Brandon Geyer for stopping by and Tom Hamilton. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks for taking the time to listen. We'll talk to you next time on The Streak. The Indians' historical streak marches on. Thanks for listening to the Streak Podcast, the inside stories from one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Your companion to the nightly game broadcast on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 